for South Dakota's Sports Talk Show. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and thought-provoking sports talk. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Here's your host, Nate Brown. All right, welcome in on a Tuesday. How are you? Thanks for being here. The Nate Brown Show back and ready. Two hours, four to six. We're live, thought-provoking sports talk, local, regional, national. Let's get to work. Let's have some fun today. Huh? Always a great day in the Black Hills. Welcome in. Great guest lineup ready to go. South Dakota Sports Talk Show live here on 106.7 FM, 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Stream us on your phone, foxsportsrapidcity.com. A lot of ways you can listen. Go to Twitter. If you have a Twitter account, it's at Nate Brown Show. Interact with us on there. We have some listeners do that. We always check it. Uh, check us at at Nate Brown Show on Twitter. Watch the show live. Also on YouTube right now. Bring us up at The Nate Brown Show on YouTube. So we're set there and we're live. Brought to you in part by Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, the expert team. Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center helping you stay in the game if you suffer an injury. They also have urgent care at Black Hills Ortho. Start online at bhosc.com to learn more about the expert team. Better access, more options. Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center specializing in what moves you online at bhosc.com. Starting it up on a Tuesday Stu Whitney's going to make an appearance on the Nate Brown Show from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Stu Whitney, longtime sports journalist, now an investigative journalist for South Dakota Newswatch. We're going to talk to Stu. I've had my discussions with him over the years, and I'm going to have a South Dakota high school football discussion with Stu today. So we're bringing Stu back in from Sioux Falls, talking high school football. Stu Whitney on straight ahead. We'll go national with Eric Eager, NFL analyst, SumerSports.com. Eric Eager's in. Scott Burt on the local side, Rapid City Rush head coach. The Rush coming back home this week. How does it look for Coach Burt and the Rush in their second homestand straight ahead starting Thursday? Scott Burt on tonight. Also national, John Bryce, national college football writer for footballscoop.com. A lot to hit on the college football side with this Michigan story. There's something every day. I mean, this has been going on a week now. and There's something new every day. John Bryce is in footballscoop.com. And out to Buffalo tonight, Ryan O'Halloran covers the Buffalo Bills. We'll talk Bills, Broncos, and more. BuffaloNews.com, Ryan O'Halloran on tap. Packed show tonight. Looks good. Let's get you on. 720-1067 is our number. 720-1067. That's the studio line. Join the conversation. Also on the Barons-Wilson text line, 720-1067. Same number. We'll read your text. Interact there. Barons Wilson listener text line comes right in here, 720-1067. We're ready to roll on a Tuesday. A couple of things I want to start with. Um, one very interesting story that came out today um, dealing with the topic we discuss a lot, officials and referees and, and that whole scenario. I'll get to that on the backside. I want to hit with this Michigan deal right off the bat. And I kind of want to see where you guys have been, where you started a week ago on the Connor Stallions allegations, this Michigan staffer who allegedly went all over these games the last three years in stealing signs and relaying them to the D coordinator and the offensive coordinator and all the video that's come out. 
Connor Stallions now resigns at Michigan. And now I want to know where you've been from the start. Uh, we asked that question over a week ago in our question of the day. Is this a big deal? Is this a massive deal, integrity of the game type deal? Or is this a, well, everybody's kind of doing this? I got to tell you, here's where I, where I started. I didn't like it at all. I understand there's gamesmanship, there's scouting, there's sign stealing. There is. The difference for me was the advanced scouting of it. The orchestrated effort is what it looks like on the allegation side. The reporting is the advanced side of it, going to the games ahead of time, looking at the signs, recording the signs. This is the thing that got the Patriots in trouble, was, you know, recording the stuff. And that's what I find to be still at the surface. I still find that to be at the surface. So you have to tell me, is Nebraska sending somebody to games? Did Scott Frost send somebody to every game out front, recorded signs, and then brought them back in-house and, and executed that in the games? I don't think so. And that's where I, that's where I sat on it. I, I didn't like it. But now you have Michigan under investigation, the Big Ten threatening Michigan here because of this uh, problem. And Michigan today says what? We've got documents that shows Ohio State and Rutgers shared our signs with Purdue in 2022. Ohio State and Rutgers shared our stuff with Purdue. Is that the same? Is that the same? I don't think it is. Let's take a call on it. Thanks for getting in. You're live and you go ahead. Well, heck yeah, it's the same. Huh? If you're going to cheat, you cheat. <laughs> you broke up a little bit. If you're going to cheat, you uh, cheat. Is that what you said? Well, well, Nate, if I steal a piece of licorice or a piece of gum or a piece of a car, what's the difference? Isn't it stealing? Well, no, there's a difference, though. Yeah, there's a difference there, I think. I think no, there not is. Really. Not think... really. You steal, you steal. So if I'm but I like how they got. I like how it's coming out now that everybody was giving Michigan signals away. So yeah, it's the same, Nate. Hey, here, you know, here it's it is. just you... like Bob Devaney giving a hundred dollars to uh, let's just say, well, you know, Johnny Rogers. Hey, Jet, here you go. Here's a hundred bucks. See you later, buddy. <laughs> okay. Well, hang on though. What if Nebraska had a staffer, they sent him to all these other games, they stole the signs and recorded them, and brought them back in-house? I don't think Nebraska did that. You don't think Bob Devaney... See, I don't know where you guys come off with Tom Osborne being on this pedestal above everybody else. <laughs> okay. I, I, I say Scott Frost, even. I mean, I would even say Scott Frost. I don't think other teams did what Michigan did. That's what it looks like to me. Define breaking the rules, Nate. Can we break it a little bit? Hey, little buddy, you're all right. <laughs> you break it 30%, oh, by God. And I tell you what, the NCAA does not like Jim Harbaugh. Well, the NCAA, I mean, my gosh. Here's, here's Ohio the thing. State this year, Nate, Nate, this year, 
the U.S. Supreme Court threw back in because they tried to get rid of it in the uh, Ohio court, but 250-plus students were sexually assaulted, student-athletes. Ohio State tried to hide that. The U.S. Supreme Court says, no, get your checks out because you're going to be right. You know, this whole thing about Jim Harbaugh, who cares? Stealing signs, Nate? I've been stealing signs at Legion Baseball since I started watching. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So did Jim Harbaugh know about this? That's the other thing. Did he know about this? Did uh, Urban Meyer know that one of his coaches (laughs) beat up his wife? Uh, Did Urban Meyer know that Ezekiel Elliott was going out? I didn't know you were such a a Jim Harbaugh fan. I didn't know that. I didn't know you were such a Jim Harbaugh fan. I didn't know that. I love Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, that's right. old style football, there, buddy. Well, <laughs> yeah. who do you want? Uh, it's, it's old Sean Payton. It's old style you know, he's stealing. Won, it's ooh, old style he's stealing. Won six games over. Hey, if he can win, yeah. if he can win, he doesn't have to send a guy to steal everybody's signs. You don't think nobody in the NFL steals signs? Then why do they cover their mouths? Well, I, I'm talking okay. about recording. That's the difference. I'm talking about recording it ahead of time. <laughs> recording it ahead of time, and then saying it in a game. That's not happening. You know, cheating's cheating, Nate. And if you're going to come down on Michigan, you better come down on Ohio State. You better come down on Penn State because they're stealing signals. That guy, I heard it on, uh, what was it, Colin Coward. This guy's got seven or eight Big Ten coaches that he personally sends signs to. So what's going on, Nate? All right, buddy. I got you. I know where you're at. I appreciate it. I mean, my God, you're cheating. You're cheating. Thanks for getting really it. Okay, I got you. Seven two zero one zero six seven is our number. I think there's a difference. But Michigan's sending documents today saying Ohio State and Rutgers shared our stuff with Purdue. They shared our stuff with Purdue. There's still a difference to me. Because you got to think about this. Do you know high school teams here in this state share information with other teams? Yes, yes. So you may not know that. Uh, Black Hills Conference teams, if somebody makes the dome, like Hot Springs, there's other teams, if they played an opponent, they'll share information with them. That seems different than we're going to record everything, study it, go to all the games for three years, and then we're going to execute it and pass on run right in a game. Hey, here it comes. Run right, run right. Boom, the safeties crash. Boom, third down Ohio State. There's a, there's a difference to me. And I think Michigan's probably going to play this out, just to be honest. They're going to play this out and say, we aren't the only ones in this crossfire. You better be careful what you do because they're going to be lawsuit city here. So you better be careful. That's what this um, message is today from Michigan. Thanks for calling. You're live today, and you go ahead. Uh, what's crazy to me in this whole deal is if other schools knew they were stealing these signs, why didn't they just change their signs and catch them in kind of in the limbo there? My guess is... Are we going to spend two days changing signs, or are we going to try and game plan and put in the pieces for that week? That's my only guess. And I don't yeah. know if they all knew it, but I think they're like, hey, we got we got to get prepared offense, defense here, and we, we can't do new signs every week. I guess that's probably true in football because, like, how TCU said they changed their signs, but they had 
months before the game or whatever they had it sure, when they played sure. them. By the way, that's but, the one team on the reports that Michigan did not record was TCU. That's the one yeah. team uh, that they didn't, and it's and interesting I, what happened in that game. It's interesting. Right? And I do agree with you, like, about sharing. Like, I mean, I was much smaller scale, but, like, kind of was a graduate assistant coach at a Division two basketball school. But we had to videotape and then share those videos with the other school, you know, yeah, a certain time frame in between games. So you know that's happening at this level too, probably even to a more extent. So it's like it is kind of crazy that Michigan would do this, and it's not. I don't think it's excusable, but it's probably not as big a deal as some people make it out to be. Okay, okay, I'm with you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for getting in. Here's here's the deal. Um, I'm going to stay consistent. On it. I don't like it. I think it went over the line, the advanced scouting, the recording, the going to the games, one person's in charge of it, and bringing that piece in. If every program's doing that, you let me know. If every program is doing the advanced scouting, recording of the signs, and then bringing the piece into games, you let me on that, uh, know on that. People are trying to steal signs in games. People are trying to get information all the time. That's not the illegal part of it. The illegal part in the Big Ten rules was the advanced scouting. Purchasing tickets, going to the games, putting you know, recording the stuff, and then putting the database together. That that's the difference there. And Michigan saying, well, Ohio State and Rutgers shared our info to Purdue before the Big Ten championship last year. Ohio State and Rutgers, you know, they, they're trying to help out Purdue. It's, it's not the same, but it is going to be played out that way because Michigan's fighting here hard. And I'm going to tell you this. They, I believe, will not be punished, especially as they continue an undefeated season. I don't think Harbaugh's going to get suspended. Could be wrong. I've been wrong before. I don't think he gets suspended. The undefeated season continues. And then you have this media battle. It's so interesting in the, in the media. I'm following it. A little secret here. Fox has the Big Ten Championship. I don't have anything to do with that, right? I have Fox Sports Radio Rapid City. Love it. We don't have any tie-in up uh, that far. But Fox National does. And I find it interesting. Fox and some of the on-air personalities are saying, I don't think this is a big deal. Michigan's going 85 and everyone else is going 75. Why? Fox, it appears, is going, yeah, I don't know if it's that big a deal. And then on the ESPN side, Reese Davis says, nobody's out to get Jim Harbaugh. I mean, this is not a good thing. Nobody's out to get him. I mean, this is bad. Pat McAfee said he should be suspended. If Jim Harbaugh, they should be not be in the college football playoff if this is true. That, that's Pat McAfee. What game does ESPN have? the SEC championship contract. ESPN's SEC, Fox's Big Ten. Don't put it past anybody to play out the narratives like that. And that's where I always try and find the middle of what's the real story? <laughs> Everybody has their narrative. This is why I'm right. This is why I'm right. What's the real story? I think the real story is I think Michigan did more than other teams. Is it enough to pop them 
I doubt it. And I think that's how it's going to play out. I think it's a bad deal. I think they did more than other teams. Matt Rule said, hey, we get we got scouted. We lost this year. It's too bad we got scouted ahead of time. That's Matt Rule yesterday, Nebraska head coach. Matt Rule said, hey, we're 5-4. and four. One of those losses we got scouted on ahead of time. I feel bad for the guys. But, okay, so Matt Rule's telling you they went over the line. So there, there's coaches saying they went over the line, and I'm going to buy that. I also know everybody's trying to get the edge, and Michigan's now going to fight you and say, so what we did is way worse? Is it bad enough to get popped uh, out of the playoff or Jim Harbaugh suspended? I don't think it will be, honestly. I don't. I'm going to still hang my hat on, I don't like it. Um, and, I, and I think it's something that Michigan's going to win on. But will this staff advance from here? The ending of this story is what? My prediction, the ending of the story is this staff will get broken up. Jim Harbaugh may go to the NFL. I don't know. But I don't see the same Michigan staff program just coming back as is. The season will play out. Wolverines keep winning. They're in the playoff. Then it'll be dismantled from there, and everybody will go quietly into the night. That's what I believe. Uh, listener text coming in. It's clear that no one has ethics in sports, and that's sad, but the old saying in NASCAR, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Okay. <laughs> um, listener text 7201067. Hopefully this will finally get the ADs to approve the electronic play calls into the football helmets. Well, wouldn't that be a bright idea? Coaches have pushed back against that all the time. So you got the coaches whining and complaining in the Big Ten, and many of the coaches in the nation, they don't want the electric calls. Uh, they don't want the electric messaging, like the NFL. I couldn't I, – I just don't get it. Um, okay, that's my, that's my read on Michigan. What's your read on this next one? I want to get into this because this news came out today. Um, we've talked about officiating referees shortages. So a referee advocate group, this is a national group, they've suggested today, how about we not have referees at youth sports games where kids are 12 and under? Okay, so so 10-year-old kids playing games, 11-year-olds you know, that, that piece, soccer, basketball, whatever it may be. This referee advocate group said, honestly, the coaches at that age group should be able to manage the game. It shouldn't be that serious that people are worried about it. And it would help with our referee shortage because we don't have enough refs to cover all the games at tournaments along the way. So, so you heard that. A referee advocate group says, let's have a transformation here in thinking we don't need refs at youth sports games if kids playing the games are 9, 10, 11 years old. Why not have the coaches ref essentially coach manage the games hey that was a call here that was a call there the coaches are adults then you wouldn't have as much of a referee shortage at tournaments they could focus on the older uh, games the U14s the stuff like that and it would not have to be so serious in the 9-year-old, 10-year-old, 11-year-old realm. 
My question of the day on the Nate Brown Show is, what do you think of that radical idea? <laughs> I say radical idea. I'm going to pass that along. I, you know, I go to tournaments all over, uh, soccer, basketball, the whole thing. I'm going to pass that along. I'm going to ask people, hey, what do you think if we don't have refs? Yeah, we're only 10, 11 years old. What if we think if we don't have refs? You, you want to know what they'd say? <laughs> I think, I think uh, 80% of the parents would say, are you crazy? I think 80% would say, you're crazy. But this referee advocate group um, suggested that today. They said, hey, we've got a plan. There's not enough refs. People go crazy at uh, youth sports games. Let's just get real here and be adults and say, no refs at 9, 10-year-old, 11-year-old games. Coaches are in charge. More of a not-so-crazy competitive. And then the refs are not spread thin. What do you think of the idea? Would it be a disaster? As I believe 80% of my parents would you know, create a mutiny. <laughs> would it be a disaster or a good idea? Everybody should relax. A good idea. Um, I've got listener reaction coming in. You let me know, 720-1067, if you want to join me on the studio line. I'd like to hear, I'd like to hear from you on that. This referee advocate group says no refs at kids' games. You get into the uh, 12-year-old, 13, 14, 15, okay, now you can throw in the refs and, and, you know, it gets a little more serious. But with the kids' games, no refs. Coaches can manage it. I got a little question for everybody. Have you seen some youth sports coaches? <laughs> not, not me. Don't look at me. Uh have you seen some youth sports coaches? Some coaches do a really nice job. In it for the right reasons. Teamwork, team culture, having fun. The whole thing. But uh, some coaches are in it to uh, win that Polar Bear Classic. I mean, it's just, we got to win that Polar Bear Classic. It is the real deal if we get this done. And you're trying to tell me that coach is going to be reasonable in a in a soccer game or a basketball game or whatever? I don't think so. So I get what the referee group's trying to say today. I get what they're trying to say. I don't believe it's the right call. I do think refs can learn their craft. They can get experience. My daughter's a ref. She's ref the little kids' games. Half the time, it's been a total mess. I, I, I admit, I've told you this on the show. It's a, it's a mess half the time. She has learned along the way. And you're trying to tell me in youth sports games, you're going to have coaches manage the game? People say, see, that's what's wrong with our youth sports culture. We can't even consider that because people have lost their minds. I understand. The coaches themselves, you're going to get good ones and you're going to get nut jobs. And the nut jobs ruin it for everybody, coaches and parents alike. Um, what's the answer here? Let's see. Youth games are a great place for young officials uh, to learn and get their feet wet. Well, yeah, you, you learn a lot of stuff. Okay. <laughs> Trial by fire, let me tell you. Uh, let's see. 
coaches should be able to coach and ref games for under 12. But the quality of the game will be affected. Having an upper ref at the levels increases the quality of play. Even if it's an impartial parent as a ref, that would be better. Impartial parent? Have you found one? <laughs> That's a misnomer. Uh, hey, I'm an impartial parent. I'm just here for fun. I'm an impartial parent. I don't care if sissy, you know, scores today or gets knocked down. It's okay. Good luck. Uh, okay, let's see. What's the answer here? 57% on the Nate Brown Show say if you had no refs under the age of 12 for the kids playing, kids playing under the age of 12, no refs, 57% say it would be a disaster. 43%, it's a good idea. Wow, wow. I'm with the, uh, it would be a disaster. It's a disaster as is. And we're going to take those, uh, the refs out of it? That's a, that's a uh, recipe for a debacle. John Bryce is in next, college football writer. He's got a lot of info on the Michigan story. Footballscoop.com on the way. This is South Dakota's sports talk show, the Nate Brown Show, on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. The Rush are back on home ice. November 9th is a weekday power play. Tickets start at only $20. Then, on November 11th, join us for our Veterans Day game, presented by Rapid City Orthodontics, where we honor those who have served. Tickets are only $17 for veterans in active duty. Rapid City Rush, raised on red. Tickets at RapidCityRush.com. Builders First Source would like to wish the Hot Springs Bison good luck in the 11B State Championship. Whether you're a contractor or homeowner, Builders First Source is your partner for project success. We provide the highest quality building materials and expert local service you need to get the job done right the first time. Visit BLDR.com or stop by our Hot Springs, Rapid City, or Spearfish locations. Good luck, Bison, from Builders First Source. Shop the area's best selection of pre-owned Hondas and Honda certified pre-owned at Denny Manho Rushmore Honda. Buy with no money down and get financing as low as 2.99% APR. Plus, we have a lot full of used cars, trucks, and SUVs, imports, and domestics. Many are local one-owner traded. See us at Denny Manho Rushmore Honda or RushmoreHonda.com. Select in stock certified pre-owned length of finance contract is limited with credit expires 10-31-23. As a business owner now, Black Hills Tire has an interesting motto, one car, one customer, one opportunity at a time. We just want to portray that every person that comes in, we're going to give you our undivided attention. You're not a number to us. Every single individual customer, every single individual thing we do for that customer is what makes us. Yeah. Every time you come into our store, this time, next time, the time after that, every single one is an individual chance for us to earn your trust. Check us out at blackhillstire.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Mainly cloudy skies tonight with a low of 37. Winds out of the west 5 to 10 miles per hour. Daytime highs approaching 48 tomorrow. Clear skies tomorrow night. Lows level off around 31. Upper 40s Thursday and Friday. Once again, low of 37 tonight. High of 48 tomorrow. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 52. 
All right, Rapid City, a big announcement from one of my favorite places, Poor 54 downtown. If you're looking for the best happy hour, they've got it. It starts at 3 p.m. with $3 domestic taps and street tacos. Then at 4, $4 South Dakota brew taps. Then at 5, it's $5 all taps and Detroit-style pizzas on special. Again, it's the Beat the Clock happy hour at Poor 54 from 3 to 6. Poor 54, downtown Main Street, Rapid City. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in, South Dakota Sports Talk Show, the Nate Brown Show on a Tuesday. Glad you're here. Hope you've had a solid day. We're just getting rolling. Packed guest lineup tonight. Let's go with John Bryce out of the gate. Ripped up and ready. Footballscoop.com. Great coverage of the Michigan story. A lot of stuff across the board. We're going to get into a couple of things here. Footballscoop.com national writer John Bryce in on the Nate Brown Show tonight. John, good to have you back. How are you? Always good to visit with you, Nate, and uh, always appreciate uh, your kind words. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, you guys have had a lot of coverage on this, so I'm going to go back to it. The latest report I just saw before I got going, Michigan's now sending documents to the Big Ten saying Ohio State and Rutgers shared their signals with Purdue last year. So what's your reaction to that? I absolutely would be hard-pressed to care less because this happens all the time. Oh, my gosh, you mean coaches who know each other shared scouting report information, which is what that boils down to? This was, this was information that one of these teams or these teams collectively figured out through the time-old time method of trying to watch TV copies, studying people on the sidelines on game days, and seeing if you can discern your signals. I can't stress enough. And I've talked to my boss, Scott Roussel, at Football Scoop about this today. Um, I can't stress enough that not a one of us has heard from coaches saying, oh, nobody still signs. That's what makes this so heinous. Everyone still signs. Everyone works to watch the TV copies, especially in these larger budget football programs. I can't stress enough. There's somebody every week watching the TV copies, trying to see if they can figure out the signals. That is, that is legal by the book. The problem with Michigan is that they very clearly took what is basically a CIA-level operation, clandestine operation, and um, went behind enemy lines, so to speak, throughout the Big Ten and even in SEC country and beyond to illegally in-person scout and obtain signals. So this stuff that's been leaking, we had folks reach out to us about it today, like, oh, this assistant coach in the ACC used to be with Jack Harbaugh. He's, he's responsible for this. Coaches share information literally every single week, if not every single day, that they think might help them beat somebody, that they might use to, to scout an opponent, to get an edge on an opponent. This is at the high school level, too. The high school coaches exchange information uh, if they're friends on, on opposing staffs that are going to face a mutual opponent. So sharing this information is nothing. It's not illegal. I don't care anything about it. Michigan, the recurring theme, and I can't stress this enough, every coach has said, we might cheat to get a player. We do not cheat the game. 
Okay, so the kicker for you, John, and I started my show with it, I felt like over a week ago when this was going on, I said the kicker appears to be the, the reporting and the allegations of advanced scouting, recording of the signs, okay, and then bringing that back into the fold and, and essentially having a database and working through that and, and having that big edge in a game. That's the kicker for you, the advanced recording and going to the games. Yes, the in-person scouting is illegal, the recording is illegal, and then all of these other elements are illegal, from buying the tickets to whatever. And again, uh, I'm told again this evening that they shared information with the opponents of uh, potential teams that Michigan was battling for playoff spots a year ago. Not just teams that Michigan might face in the playoffs, but that Michigan was concerned about who it might be battling for one of the four playoff spots and shared some of this illicitly obtained information. That's what we have been adamantly told. So that is that is the issue. Look, I've said it before, and you're a baseball guy like me. Um, it, it's no different what happens on Saturdays on the sidelines looking across the field than the guy on second base trying to figure out if it's fastball, curveball, slider, right. or riser. That's part of the game. But just like the Astros had their garbage, no pun intended, their garbage trash can system, the Red Sox had their illegal system, even the Yankees, whomever, this is taking it beyond the rules. It is completely illegal. And I, I will again stress, coaches above being competitive, I would argue competitiveness might be their third trait. By and large, most coaches are control freaks, and they're paranoid, and they're competitive. You can debate the three <laughs> ways you want to order you want to order or rank those characteristics, but all head coaches I've been around are all three of those things. And um, that's why I don't buy that nobody beyond Connor Stallions knew what was going on or the people beneath him. He was a low-level staffer. He's on the sidelines pictured next to high-level full-time assistant coaches. He's There's too many pictures readily available where he's standing just off the shoulder of Jim Harbaugh. Um, this stuff is nuts. John Bryce on tonight. I respect your opinion on this. Um, find him at footballscoop.com, his work there. And then I'll get to this other topic I want to hit on. Uh, one more on this. I predicted, I just said, hey, this is just the Nate Brown show. My prediction is I, don't th- I think Michigan's going to play this out. I think they're going to play it long enough they keep winning. The Big Ten's not going to pop them out of a undefeated college football playoff. I don't even know if Jim Harbaugh's going to get popped on a couple of games. And then I think, who knows what happens if they win, wherever they go. At the end of this season, I don't see the Michigan staff being that staff, and everybody goes their separate ways. That's my prediction. Is that way off? Um, I will agree with at least 50% of your prediction because I think that Michigan has to be headed for um, more or less wholesale changes. I think that I think that punishment will come sooner rather than later. I would not be surprised to see uh, some movement on, on that front tomorrow, actually. And I just think the Big Ten might find itself in an unfortunate and unenviable position because, as of right now, Michigan is its top-ranked team. But, look, you can't ignore the fact that um, Ward Manuel can't be at the college football playoff ranking committee meetings tonight because he's having to deal with the mess in Jim Harbaugh's program. I can't stress that enough. It is Jim Harbaugh's program. The coach control rule, I believe, was formally adopted by the NCAA in March of 2011. Pleading ignorance is no longer an excuse. 
furthermore, what message does it send if literally 12, 12 or more Big Ten teams, schools, institutions have said we have evidence of Connor Stallions illegally obtaining tickets or being present in person at our stadiums to try and um, try and execute this this spying scheme. Are you going to pick your one undefeated team, even though Ohio State's right there, Penn State's not far off? You can't pick one team over the rest. Um, it's like a parent trying to pick a favorite child if they have a, the Brady Bunch. Like You better not pick one favorite child out of six children, or in this case, all the member institutions of the Big Ten. Very interesting. Okay, um, footballscoop.com, you had a piece on this today, and I saw this. Jake Dickert, Washington State head coach, he, talking to the media, said, you know, he's kind of laying it out what happens in the next few weeks for some of these teams that maybe aren't the big, big boy teams. He said, you got to look at it now. Um, NIL, there's people that are going to be trying to get players. He says, we're way behind in NIL. I mean, he said, we're, we're 20 times behind Arizona and Washington State. So he said over the next few weeks, essentially, and other coaches are saying, this is where – Players get raided. The transfer portal starts in less than a month. Players get raided. Washington State, talking about today's world, if you don't have NIL big dollars, you're out the window. What was your read on it? He's 100% correct. In the professional sports world, Nate, we know it as tampering. This is um, unequivocally happening right now in college football. I promise you, um, this is far more widespread than – Michigan's uh, clandestine covert op that has uh, invaded all of the Big Ten country. This is happening on far more campuses than anything in terms of illegally already beginning to hear from some third party that, hey, um, Joe Smith is headed to the transport portal for sure. This is going to be his price. I mean, I can tell you, I spoke recently with an ACC coach who said we're interested in a person who just went into the portal. This person said, Coach, I'm interested in two things, development and getting paid. This is what schools X, Y, and Z are offering me. I know you develop players. What are you prepared to pay? This is already happening. This is already happening. Um, It's going to happen much, much more. The teams right now, as long as there's no uh, framework on it, are going to continue to have the largest collectives, the deepest pocketed collectives, are going to continue to treat the transfer portal literally like free agency. They're going out and flat out paying for players to come. Um, this is the system right now. That element is completely legal. The tampering right now is illegal, but once they're officially in the portal, it's it's wide open, open season, as he said. Okay, so here's an example from yesterday, John. I'll let you run on this. Boise State has a number one wide receiver. Most targets, most yards. He's going to have a 1,000-yard season. The Broncos are 4-5. and five. That's under under their expectations for the program. Boise State's number one wide receiver, he's done. He's out. He can't go to the transfer portal till December 4th, but he's not going to play out the rest of the season. And, it, and people are saying, well, that's because he's already been recruited and he's already going to go someplace. How do, how do, we, how do we control that? Well, that's why you've seen uh, leaders from all across the sport, from, from Greg Sankey to Nick Saban to Jack Swarbrick to all these other people uh, in Washington, D.C. over the course of the last several months, including this past month of October, uh, trying to meet, trying to get congressional action on it. I forget who sponsored the bill. There was a bill 
just sponsored um, that that unfolded in the month of October uh, that is designed to directly address NIL to try and uh, find a way to put some guardrails on it. It's an incredibly murky area. Uh, No one was prepared for it because of at the time, everyone knew NIL was coming. But once again, the NCAA announced it almost uh, completely unexpectedly in summer of uh, 21 when you and I first started visiting, and it is mushroomed from there. And it's, uh, it's completely out of control. I promise you right now there are very prominent quarterbacks. I know this, certainly. There are very prominent quarterbacks out there right now who already are being recruited um, to enter the transfer portal and to get – in some cases, seven-figure paydays. It has swelled beyond giving a guy 250000 which is still, I mean, that's Nate Brown money. That's big money. <laughs> but now it has swelled well beyond that to seven figures, Nate. I, I know this it's something. It is something. I hate to see it. I mean, kids have the freedom there. I, I, I get it. Number one wide receiver at a program like that, he's out the last three games, then um, he's just done, even though he can't enter the transfer portal uh, for a month. All right, John Bryce on tonight, footballscoop.com for the best coverage right there. John, thanks a lot, man. Thanks a lot, Nate. Have a great week, buddy. Appreciate your time. Good segment. John Bryce, national writer, footballscoop.com. That's gold. That is gold stuff from an all-time great writer uh, over 30 years of experience covering college football. Footballscoop.com. If you don't go there, you got to hit it. Good insight. All right. Yeah, I mean, I can't stand that Boise State story. I mean, that one hit me yesterday, and I'm still talking about that. I was talking with my guy, Matt Kearney, here. He's a Boise State fan. He bleeds blue. Is that what they call it? Um, They're bleeding this year, but anyway. um, Boise State, number one wide receiver. He can't go to the transfer portal yet. But it's such a business now. Teams can essentially tamper with you. Third party, hey, you you should come here. We're going to be first. Nobody wants to be behind, so they're already getting guys. And the Boise State wide receiver essentially quits. I'm going to say that he quits on his team. they got three games left, and he's the number one wide receiver for Boise State. They're in bowl contention, and he quits. And uh, he'll end up somewhere. People are already throwing around like TCU, allegedly. Yeah, that's what people are throwing around. I mean, you can go to the transfer portal. Can we not quit on our teams yet? Do do we have to quit before the season's over? I don't get that. Jake Dickert, Washington State head coach, said in three weeks, he's talking about the transfer portal, it's open season on our players because we don't have as much NIL money as everyone else. Washington State head coach said Oregon State, Oregon State has 10 times as much NIL money. He said Arizona has 20 times NIL money. He said, I don't even want to think about USC and Oregon. Think about that. He said, he said, so he goes, it's a whole other planet. In today's world, you can't just say passion and spirit and being a part of the program and culture and everything. That's what's going to work here. You're going to have dollars. Otherwise, you're going to lose players left and right. Eric Eager's in next on the Nate Brown Show. National NFL analyst, SumerSports.com. Eric Eager on the way. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports, Rapid City. 
Now at Menard, save big money in your next project with 11% off everything. It's a great time for upgraded appliances. We carry the largest in-stock appliance selection, ready to take home today. Criterion Appliances offer great features at a great price. Right now, get a Criterion side-by-side stainless steel refrigerator for $1,144.97 after 11% off. Good through November 12th, savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Fox Sports Rapid City brings you coverage of the Class 11B title game Friday from the Dakota Dome in Vermilion. The Hot Springs Bison return to the Dome for the first time since 2003 to battle the Elk Point Jefferson Huskies for the Class 11B championship. Join Dean Gurr and me, Jerome Wickersham, for the pregame show Friday morning at 845, followed by the kickoff at 9. The Hot Springs Bison meet the Elk Point Jefferson Huskies in the Class 11B state championship Friday right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. Building projects can be complex. The risks are great and time is money. Consolidated Construction of Rapid City simplifies the process by being your advocate, guiding you through funding, design, and construction. They manage the players and the schedule and marry the design to your budget so you get the most for your investment. They promise an energizing experience before, during, and after construction. It's not enough that you get a quality building. They pledge you'll experience quality every step of the way. Consolidated Construction. One call to build. How many of you are making 5% APY on your free checking account? Yes, your checking account. Head on over to Highmark Credit Union and we'll make it happen. That's 5% on your checking account up to $10,000. Qualifications apply, but it's worth it. Whether you're looking for a high rate of return, cash back, or just basic checking, we'll make it happen. You can even get refunds on ATM withdrawal fees nationwide or a cool debit card featuring the Stevens Raiders or Central Cobblers. Learn more at HighmarkFCU.com or stop by at any of our branches and earn big. Hey sports fans, it's Rob from the Firehouse Skybox, inviting you to make us your home for the NFL this season. We really wanted Rapid City to have a premier sports bar with great service and great food, and that's why we started the Skybox. We have 35 big screens, we'll show every NFL game all season long, plus we'll have great specials for you to join us on Monday nights, Thursday nights, and all day, of course, on Sunday. The Skybox has the best food and the best experience for NFL football. Check us out on game days, and we look forward to serving you at the Skybox above the Firehouse in downtown Rapid City. Hey, this is Rob Parker from The Odd Couple. Don't miss our show weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And now we'll send you back to Rapid City Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show. Your sports, your show, the Nate Brown Show live weekdays, 4 to 6, brought to you in part by Spearfish Motors, online at spearfishmotors.com. Spearfish Motors, your locally owned new car and truck dealership featuring a full line of GMCs and Cadillacs, your home for the GMC Sierra, the GMC Yukon, the Cadillac Escalade, and the all-new GMC Hummer EV, limited edition. See it now, Spearfish GMC Cadillac. We are professional grade. Start online, spearfishmotors.com. Ryan O'Halloran's coming up from Buffalo. We've got a Bills-Broncos discussion. That's Monday Night Football next week. My brother's going to the game. My mom's going to the game. What am I, chopped liver? What's going on? All right. Eric Eager's on the way right now. NFL analyst, sumersports.com. He's on X at Eric Eager underscore. You can follow him there. 
Eric, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm doing good, Nate. How about you? I'm doing good, man. Um, let me get your read on some reaction here. I'm going to start not with last night and the Jets or, or any of that. I'm going to go to this Raiders story. Antonio Pierce, intriguing to me. He was a high school coach four years ago. He's a high school coach. And he's, he's risen the ranks. Now he gets his opportunity. Do you believe Antonio Pierce could be a successful head coach? It's, it's one of those things people are like, well, he's a motivator. He knows the game. He played it. It looks like the Raiders are a new team. What do you think about the future of Antonio Pierce at Las Vegas? Yeah, I, I just think it's really hard. Um, last year, you know, Jeff Saturday in his first game, you know, went to Vegas, won uh, outright as a, as a big underdog there. Um, so, you know, I, I hate over-indexing on, like, the first game. Uh, it does seem like he's been able to motivate the players a little bit. Uh, but even then, like, that, that team had won three games uh, sort of prior to this. Uh, so it wasn't like the team was completely devoid of talent. Um, you know, it, it's a long shot, but, you know, we have seen before, you know, Leslie Frazier, uh, middle of the season, took over for Brad Childress, took the Vikings to the playoffs two years later. We've seen, you know, Jason Garrett took over for Wade Phillips. He was the coach uh, in Dallas for a few, you know, for a decade, basically, uh, thereafter. So there's certainly precedent. I'm, I'm going to sell that. I, I just think it, it's, it's, you know, if you're Mark Davis and, you know, you bring in Tom Brady or you're in the, the big, you know, Sin City and, you know, you're trying to make a name for yourself, that team hasn't won a division since 2002, uh, I think they're, they're going to do something a little bit splashier. Um, but, you know, uh, be that as it may, you know, McDaniel and Gruden were also splashy hires. So maybe, you know, there, there's a non-zero chance I think he could be a good coach. I just don't know uh, if he'll get that shot, given the history uh, of the head coaching position across the league and, and you know how often interim guys get a shot and how often they don't. How do you explain Josh McDaniels and what he was missing? Well, I just think they all try to recreate what Bill Belichick you know, is and meant to this league. And I, I think that the Bill Belichick you know, legacy in – New England is a little bit more complicated than, you know, being kind of a hard ass that's going to be, you know, like a scheme genius and all this stuff. You know, having Tom Brady is a big deal. You know, having, you know, guys like Randy Moss and having guys like Wes Welker and Edelman and, you know, Vrabel and guys, good culture guys, like that's not, you know, when when the when they bring the Patriot way, you know, and the Manginis and the, and the uh, McDaniels and the Romeo Cornells and those guys, they don't always bring like they don't bring the whole Patriot way there, and you know I, my boss right now, Thomas Dimitrov, the former GM of the Falcons, one of the more successful people that has come out of the Patriot sort of web, and you know I think it's no mistake that you know for you know he's kind of a a different person than than Bell was, and kind of a different disposition. I think everybody tries to copy him, and they're they're not him, you know, and and players, especially professionals, you think about Devontae Adams. They just kind of see through that, right? When somebody is inauthentic like that and tries to do, you know, be somebody who they're not. So, and so to me, that I think that that's the main reason why, you know, when you look at McDaniel specifically, but the Belichick tree in general, it really hasn't worked out for much of those guys. Eric Eagers on tonight, SumerSports.com, talking NFL. So you tell me, speaking of one game performance, Antonio Pierce, head coach of the Raiders, they win, blow out the Giants. How about Josh Dobbs at Minnesota? 
Can this be replicated? Can Dobbs get it done there? Uh, I, you know, I, I love the story. I think you know you have to look at Kevin O'Connell as a as a candidate for Coach of the Year. Um, Brian Flores has been a great hire. You know, they go into Atlanta. No, their best, you know, left tackle, top five left tackle in the NFL, top five wide receiver in the NFL, a pretty good quarterback in Kirk Cousins. They're all gone, and they still go on the road and win against a team that had playoff aspirations in the Falcons. So there's a lot to there's a lot to be proud of there if you're a Vikings fan. You know, but you look and Josh Dobbs averaged about five yard, you know, five six yards of pass attempt in that game. He averaged about five six yards of pass attempt this season before, uh, and basically for his whole career. Dobbs is a great story. I think he's made himself a lot of money as a backup quarterback in the NFL. But I think it's just that. I think it's a story. We, we give the Minnesota Vikings about a coin flip chance to make the playoffs in the NFC, which I think is fair. Um, and, and so, unfortunately, I think this is much, you know, much like a, just a great story as opposed to something that they can sustain for the next two months and into January and into the playoffs. Okay, what do you think is happening in Seattle, Eric, with Geno Smith? Seems like he's regressed here. He's really struggled as of late. Can Geno Smith be Seattle's guy? I think I think he can. I think that his contract is, you know, such that there's the implication that you need a little bit more there, um, and they just simply haven't had it. You know, Metcalf has been injured uh, for for full games, and then obviously uh, intermittently throughout the season. Um, Jackson Jackson Smith the Jigba hurt his you know, hurt his hand in the preseason and then, you know, has come back and not been, I guess, the guy that they really wanted him to be. Kenneth Walker, Zach Charbonnet have really struggled because that offensive line last year, Abraham Lucas and Charles Cross as rookies were very impressive. This year they've oscillated between being hurt and then coming back and being ineffective. So I think that the stuff around Geno Smith has not been that not been that good. And as such, Geno himself, um, especially in the red zone, has not been particularly effective. And and I don't know if that changes until the stuff around him changes. So to answer your question, I just think Geno's a limited player uh, who can be very good when things around him are good. And unfortunately, he doesn't necessarily have control over some of the things around him. Okay, I'm going to get ready to talk Bills Broncos coming up with Ryan O'Halloran out at the Buffalo News on the local side out there. Are you buying in that the Broncos are better now? Oh, I, yeah, they're better than they were at the beginning of the year for sure. Their defense has settled down a little bit. Um, you know, Sertan, Simmons, uh, they got a little bit, you know, Baron Browning, the pass rush. Uh, you know, they, they've gotten, you know, healthier. Uh, Russell Wilson has not been, like, perfect, but, you know, when he's able to get the ball off, he's been a pretty good quarterback, especially in that Chiefs game. You know, they gave the ball a lot to Javante Williams. They they put Russ in a position to only throw when it was advantageous, and he did a pretty good job. Um, you know, I think it's coming around a little bit. Does that mean they'll make the playoffs? I don't know. There's a it's a log jam in the AFC, but uh, I think if you're a Broncos fan and you're looking, okay, what can I take from the second half of the year? Um, I think you can be confident that this team is at least going to be watchable, right? And the first half of the year, that wasn't necessarily the case until the last few games. So I, I'm positive on them being a competitive team. Both Kansas City games are out of the way. Uh, so I, I think that when if you're a Broncos fan, Nate, like I think that 
you know, you're going to be able to, like, enjoy the rest of the season, uh, you know, with Sean Payton, with Russell Wilson and that defense improving. And, and, and you know, maybe they sneak in and, and be, you know, get in the hunt. Um, but I think at the very least they're going to be competitive. That's the best analysis I've heard from Eric Eager on my Denver Broncos, <laughs> maybe in history. Well, in the last seven years. I don't know. Uh, okay, last one. Who, who's your MVP here? Um, current MVP in the league for me is is Lamar Jackson of Baltimore. Okay. I just okay. think like just you know he's just been really really good and has answered answered the call and a lot of things that people have questioned him about. If you want my gambling advice, I would go to the I would go and take Josh Allen at eighteen to one. Um, I think you know I think that this Bills team has been punching below their weight class. Um, I think that you know they are going to make the playoffs. They'll probably still win the division in my mind. And when they do, people are going to look and look at Josh Allen's stats, which are really good right now, and they're going to be like, oh, he's carrying a team with an injured defense on his back, and he's going to get a lot of votes from the narrative perspective. So, um, it's, it, you know, Lamar Jackson to me right now should be the favorite. I think Josh Allen's the one to bet on in the markets. Eric Eager, good stuff tonight. Follow him on X Twitter at Eric Eager underscore and find him SumerSports.com. He has a show there. Uh, Eric, good to have you, man. Thanks a lot. Nate, thanks for having me. Take care. Appreciate it. Eric Eager on tonight, NFL analyst for Sumer Sports, live from Cincinnati. Find him on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore. Good stuff on the breakdown from Eric Eager in the NFL. He said the Broncos, he, he doesn't know if they make the playoffs, but I'll be happy watching these guys the rest of the season. How does he know? Oh, anyway, <laughs> it's a, I'm a tough guy to please. Um, but I, I really enjoyed the Broncos Chiefs. I'll tell you, I'm going to ride that high and uh, at least until Monday night where the Broncos play the Bills. And for a preview, he'll be covering it. BuffaloNews.com, Bills writer, Ryan O'Halloran. And he used to cover the Broncos. Remember, Ryan? We had him on the show a lot. So we get the Broncos past and the Bills current. Ryan O'Halloran in next. Did you miss an interview or great segment on the Nate Brown Show? Just find the Nate Brown Show podcast and listen wherever you download your podcasts. Warren Chemical and Equipment Company reminds you fall is not the time to be backing off on your lawn care. In fact, it's a very important time of the season for your lawn. First off, fall is the most important time to fertilize your lawn. We recommend Warren's Best Lawn Fertilizer. It's specially formulated for Black Hill soils. Fall is also a great time to get control of those lawn weeds with the right lawn herbicide that you need for fall weed control. Or you can call Warren Chemical for custom application. Give us a call. Warren Chemical and Equipment Company, 342 Sprockets Fun Foundry would like to congratulate the Hot Springs Bison and wish them luck as they play in the 11B High School Football State Championship game. Sprockets is a family entertainment center that features the largest selection of fully immersive virtual reality platforms in the United States with a modern arcade and a tap room pouring the best in regional brews. Great for birthdays and corporate parties. Open year-round with daily specials. Sprockets Fun Foundry located at 221 Swansea Street near downtown Keystone. Go Bison! As the Chief Buffet Officer here at Pizza Ranch, I get all kinds of buffet questions. Here's one from Cole. 
Is there a real cactus in your cactus bread? Great question, Cole. No, <laughs> there is no cactus in our cactus bread. Just sweet cinnamony streusel. It's on our buffet every day, along with pizza, chicken, ice cream, and all your other favorites. Even better, at least for your parents, kids eat free on Tuesday nights. And don't worry, Cole, there's no coal in our coleslaw either. Pizza Ranch with two Rapid City locations and pizzaranch.com. Hi, this is Shane Griffin. I'm part of the Will Dixon Real Estate Team. I know what it's like looking for a new home or your family's first home in the Black Hills. That's why I specialize in helping the first-time home buyer make their dream of home ownership a reality. I'm also a veteran, and I'm proud to serve military members in the Black Hills. Our team at Will Dixon Real Estate has great relationships with local lenders. Whether you're looking at buying or selling, just Google Shane Griffin Keller Williams. That's Shane Griffin at Keller Williams to take your first step into your new home. Hi, it's Colin Coward. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting the herd weekdays, 10 to 1 on 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show, built by Consolidated Construction. When it comes to building projects, they understand they're complex. The risks are great. You need somebody to be your advocate. That's Consolidated Construction in Rapid City, guiding you through the funding, the design, the construction. It's not enough to get a quality building. They want you to have quality every step of the way. They'll manage the players and the schedule. You'll get the most out of your investment with Consolidated Construction. Start your next build at one call to build.com. Ryan O'Halloran's in tonight. Buffalonews.com. He's on Twitter, X at Ryan O'Halloran. Covering the Bills. Hey, it's the Bills Broncos. Two teams with Ryan O'Halloran in their back pocket. He's covered the Broncos for the Denver Post. Now he's out in Buffalo covering the Bills. My brother and my mom are going to the game Monday night. Unbelievable. Ryan, good to have you back on. How are you? Nate, good to talk to you again. And uh, tell, tell your uh, mom and your brother to bring a jacket, but there's not supposed to be any precipitation. Okay, yeah, they were looking at that. They're like, okay, November, Buffalo, this should be fun. Um, but you're going to be okay. By the way, my mom went to her first NFL game, Ryan, uh, a couple of weeks ago with me. We went to the Broncos Chiefs. It was unbelievable. You've been waiting for that when you were covering the Broncos for years, Ryan. You were waiting for it. And the Broncos beat the Chiefs. And now she thought, wow, the Broncos win there. I might as well go to Buffalo. Um, okay, let me ask you. This Bills team is, are, are they underperforming or are they down some guys and it's really making an impact? Well, I, I probably would lean more toward the underperforming uh, because they've had a, just about their full complement of offensive players. And first four games, they averaged 35 points a game. Last five games, they've averaged 20.2. Something is amiss on the offense. They've lost Austin Knox, the tight end. I get that with surgery, but he wasn't doing much when he was healthy. You still have Diggs, Kincaid, the running game, Josh Allen. On defense, you can give them a little bit of an excuse. They're losing guys left and right. But you still have to not miss tackles, and you still have to stop the run. They haven't been doing that. Okay, I watched that Sunday night game. I watched every play. I thought the Bills were going to win it. I, I picked the Bills to win it. Um, it felt like they were still on the verge of getting back in. The Kincaid fumble in the red zone was a killer, um, and the Bills fall short. 
Do you think that was a good – can they compete with teams like that? People think the Bengals are, you know, hey, this is Team AFC Championship Super Bowl here. Can the Bills be that team? Um, they're not playing like it, and, and, and I picked the Bengals to win that game handily. Oh. Uh, and so, you know, three of our four writers here picked the Bengals to win. It's just a bad matchup. Um, they have more talent on offense Cincinnati does than the Bills have on defense right now. Uh, so I thought Cincinnati uh, got too fine with their game. That, that should have been a 35-18 game instead of 24-18. Digressing. Um, the next two games are critical for the Bills. Home against the Broncos, home against the Jets before they go at Philadelphia, by at Kansas City, home to Dallas. Okay. You get these two. I was told that the Bills had just had an NFL analyst on uh, national, and he said he still thinks the Bills win the AFC East. What do you say? Um, I mean, they're only a game behind Miami, and they hold that head-to-head. Uh, I think it's entirely possible it's going to come down to that Week 18 game in Miami for the division title. Uh, both teams maybe would be in the playoffs by then. Um, it takes, it's going to take 10 wins. Uh, right now, I don't see a path the Bills to get to 10 because they'd have to win one of those games I just mentioned and then, or at the Chargers. So I think Miami is, uh, they're a front-running team. You know, they can't play from behind, but I, I still think their schedule is more manageable than the Bills. Ryan O'Halloran on tonight covering the Bills. BuffaloNews.com. Bills, Broncos, Monday Night Football out in Buffalo coming up. So what's your read from afar on the Broncos beating the Chiefs and now looking better than they were, that doesn't say much. What do you think about this Broncos team coming in Monday? Yeah, you know, I watched most of the game against the Chiefs was a week and a half ago. And Kansas City has one of those games every year. Last year it was at Indianapolis where they turn it over. They have no business competing, and they, you know, and they lose the game. You know, the, you know, say the law of averages say the Broncos were due to break this streak, uh, but you had to be impressed by creating five turnovers in one game. That doesn't happen a lot. You know, the bar was set so low for the Broncos defensively after those first three games. It was tough to get any worse. Um, so they are playing better. They're still giving up a ton of yards. And the thing that jumped out at me about this offense is, is they basically have shifted into a Javante Williams-based offense. Yep. They have one, they have one stinking rushing touchdown the entire season. So they, they just are not scoring a lot of points. Um, you know, the Bills just have superior personnel on offense in this game. But uh, you know, I give the Broncos more than a puncher's chance. Okay, so Josh Allen playing at what grade level for you right now? Um, I mean, I think I think a B minus. Um, you know, he he statistically he's in the top ten of all the yards, touchdowns, rating. Um, you know, interceptions tied for most in the league with nine. That's an issue. He has interceptions in five straight games. That's the that's a first in his career. But you know, people are saying, well, they got they got to let Josh be Josh and let him run on keepers and stuff. I disagree with that because Josh Allen was involved in that decision-making. You think that the Bills would go to a quarterback with his statue and say, don't run it anymore because it's our decision. If, 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 if Allen wants to run it, he will, but he understands this is a long season. I think you got to crank that up a little bit more, have him on some keepers. He knows how to take care of himself when he's getting out of bounds and stuff, but um, I think this is a pretty important stretch for Allen as well. 
Josh Allen and the Bills hosting the Broncos on Monday night. Ryan O'Halloran on buffalonews.com. So you picked the Bengals to beat the Bills. What are you going to pick Monday? Um, I'll probably pick the Bills because they're the desperate team um, at 5-4. and four. They need this game at home. They're, they're undefeated at home this year. Um, but the last two have been close, Giants and Buccaneers. So I think the Bills will win. Uh, it was the spread now. Last time I saw it was like 6.5. Yeah, I think 7.5, um, I think. Yeah, 7.5 may be a little much. Uh, it may be a one-possession game on Monday night. Okay, Ryan O'Halloran, the big question is, have you found your pizza place in Buffalo? Have you found it? Um, yeah, it's called uh, Pizza Hut. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, come on. I thought he was going to bring it a little bit. you got to get out, man. Uh, okay, buffalonews.com. Good coverage. Good to have him. He covered the Broncos, and now he's got it. Broncos, Bills, Monday night. Ryan, always good. Thanks a lot. All right, Nate. Take care now. Thanks a lot. Ryan O'Halloran on tonight talking Bills-Broncos. Monday night football. This is the matchup that I, I don't like. I'm Broncos all day, every day. You guys know that, right? You know that. I have a Josh Allen jersey in my closet. I think I've worn it once or twice. I wore it to like a fantasy football draft, and then I think I wore it in here once. I will not be wearing the Josh Allen jersey Monday. I am a Josh Allen fan Character, leadership, hard work, dedication. Everybody counted him out. The Wyoming Cowboys star who played in a bowl game despite being injured, despite being a top 10 draft pick. He knew it. That's the guy I like. I would go to the battle with him all day, every day. So I'm a Josh Allen fan second. I am Broncos country first. The Broncos need it. What do you mean, Ryan? Bills are desperate. The Broncos are three and five. We've won two in a row over the Packers and the Chiefs. All right. I'm ready. Um, let's get into the drive at five tonight. So I've got five questions from Chris. I'm going to try and get to it. Our loyal listener, Chris, sends me five questions. I'll try and get to five answers on the way. But pretty big news here in Rapid City on the high school football scene. We'll discuss it next. This is the Nate Brown Show. Tin Lizzie Gaming Resort has the number one sports book in Deadwood, and it's powered by BetMGM. Watch all of your favorite games in our comfortable and spacious sports lounge with wall-to-wall television arrays. Don't miss a second of the action with the brand new Listen Everywhere audio system and get sound streamed directly to your headphones. Enjoy delicious food and drinks from Patty O'Neill's Irish Pub with table service right inside the sports book. And don't forget you can watch UFC pay-per-view fights live every month. So come on in to South Dakota's number one sports book at Tin Lizzie, where it's always game on. Incredible offers continue on new professional-grade GMC trucks at Spearfish GMC. Up to 6000 cash back on select new Sierra 1500 models. And now available in stock, the all-new first edition Hummer EV SUV. This is an original production model with very limited availability nationwide. See Spearfish GMC Cadillac online at spearfishmotors.com. KIMM Rapid City and K294BT Rapid City. The Black Hills Sports Station. 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. 
At Black Hills Federal Credit Union, we are committed to improving the lives of our members and bettering our communities. As your community credit union, we're here to get to know you and your unique needs. From extended service hours to the newest technology, we have you covered. Stop by any location to get started or text or call 605-718-1818. BHFCU is member-owned, not-for-profit, and federally insured by the NCUA. Get your championship team together because it's time for the Watiki Fall Hoop Fest. Join us November 18th and 19th at the Fox for a 5v5 youth basketball tournament featuring divisions from 5th to 12th grade. Don't miss this tournament at the Midwest Premier Sports Venue with a live DJ and Watiki passes for the players. Get your team registered for the Fall Hoop Fest at thebox.live. When it comes to sports, think inside the box in partnership with Arrow Athletics. Get ready for winter driving and save on top tire brands at Pumps Tire Service. Through December 22nd, save up to $110 instantly with purchase of four select Firestone tires. Save up to $120 instantly with purchase of four select Bridgestone tires. Or get up to $240 in rebates on a set of four select Goodyear tires. Hurry to Pumps and save up to $240. Offers end December 22nd, subject to credit approval. See store for details or visit PumpsTire.com. Pumps, we know tires and service. You should know Pumps. This isn't just the sound of a legendary Brunswick pool table. It's the sound of families about to make memories together. And while this may sound like the hum of a spa, listen closely and you'll hear backyard fun for years to come. So while Splash City's guarantee of quality sure sounds good, we know quality time sounds even better. Who wants another burger? Splash City, 1024 West Omaha, across from Connects in Rapid City. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show. Nate. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show Live. Glad you're a part of the program. However long you spend with us, we appreciate it. We're live weekdays 4 to 6 on Fox Sports Rapid City. If you missed some of the live shows, some of the guests, we had great college football stuff tonight with John Bryce on the Michigan story. John Bryce on tonight. Ryan O'Halloran moments ago from Buffalo talking Bills, Bills Broncos Monday night. Eric Eager in, NFL analyst, Sumer Sports. Straight ahead, Stu Whitney's. Oh, he's not retired, right? Is he a retired sports writer? No, no, no. He's now a journalist. He was a sports writer. Stu Whitney from Sioux Falls talking high school football in South Dakota. I'm going to bring him back. Stu Whitney coming up. If you missed some of the live show, the Nate Brown Show podcast available, you can download it. We'll put it up every night. Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcast, the Nate Brown Show podcast available. Busy show. The Drive at 5 on a Tuesday brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. Your home for the pre-owned selection. Stacy and Matt, they work hard to get the right vehicles here. Take a look. SummitAutoGRP.com. And then the Summit Difference. Car buying built around you. SummitAutoGRP.com. Remember, take a look. Pre-owned selection there at SummitAutoGRP.com. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try and get to five questions from Chris on this Tuesday. Loyal listener Chris getting ready to roll with five questions. I'll see if I can roll with five answers. First, I want to go with some news out of Box Elder. 
going to go out to Boxelder to the base. Douglas football. I've talked about on this show where the Patriots, I think, are in a unique position, in my opinion, where they've struggled over a long time now of getting consistency and numbers and playing at the big school level, meeting Watertown, Aberdeen Central, T, Pier, Yankton. And we put Douglas in that position, even though their football roster numbers aren't even close. They say, well, your, your school enrollment's close, sir, but the football roster itself is not even close. And so I've talked about the ability to play another class based on lack of success, whether it's Douglas or Rapid City Central, whatever you want to say there, I think it's legitimate, and the Activities Association is looking at it right now. Should we allow something else besides just enrollment of a school to determine football classes? I think it's legit. Well, the news comes out. I, I feel like this is – I don't know the reasoning behind what happened. I don't know what's, what's happened at Douglas, but their head football coach is done. Their assistant football coach is they're, – they're done – so Douglas is looking for a new head football coach, some new assistant football coaches. And, uh, you know, Will Velez was the head coach. And uh, he's been there now two years. And so, you know, he's been trying to work. And I know some guys that have been helping out that program on, you know, volunteer basis. Great guys. These are good football guys. Just a volunteer basis. And, and they said, you know, we, I enjoy it, but it's tough. Tough for us to compete. We got low numbers. We, we throwing freshmen, sophomores out there. It's tough. So I put two and two together and I say, do you know what Will Velez's record was there as head coach out of Douglas the last two years? One in 17. I mean, so you ask yourself, the time and effort and all of that stuff that goes into coaching. It's a lot of effort, a lot of time. I think there's people that appreciate that. Some people don't quite get it. But there's a lot of effort, time, commitment, the whole thing, away from family and the whole thing. You're doing it, yes, to mold young men. You're doing it to set them up for life and learn lessons in sports. And I'm a believer in all of that. But you want to have some success. You want to have the kids have some success. Just running into a brick wall. One in 17? And so now Douglas is going to have to go through another change. They're going to be looking for another new head football coach, assistant football coaches, and we'll see who steps into that role. It seems as though, you know, these programs, they, they, they do find people, but I've said a couple of years ago here, we're, we're at a, a ref shortage. I think we're at a coach shortage. Nobody really can pinpoint it. But when you look at how many people apply to coaching jobs now in this state, much lower than it was before. I mean, there's some coaching jobs that come open, the AA basketball level, whatever level you want to be, in big towns. And they don't get nearly as many applicants. And I think that, that goes to show it's, it's a lot of time, commitment, tough, politics, pressure, I mean, the whole thing. And so now Douglas, unfortunately, they're, they're sitting at, how do you build? How do you build? You're 1-17 the last two years. Now you're going to have another coaching change. 
I don't blame the guys. I don't know how what what the reasoning is or or how they're moving on. But Douglas is looking for a head football coach and an assistant football coach. Is one in seventeen the last two years, and so I just offer that up to the activities association for people that say. There's people that argue with me on it. Well, just get better. They, <laughs> they, they send me messages on Twitter. Yeah, they, they just need to get better. You try it. You don't know what's happening within the program. You don't know how many kids they're trying to reach out to and trying to get it in the weight room and the off-season speed workouts and the whole thing. You don't know how much effort's going into it. But they always tell me, just get better. Good luck. It's... Uh, it's like swimming through oatmeal, and football's a unique sport. Douglas, a unique place. Let's just be common sense, people. Should Douglas be playing Watertown and Aberdeen Central and T and Pier and Yankton? No, not in football. They're not there. All right, um, let's do it. I'm ready. Five questions from Chris on a Tuesday on the Nate Brown Show. Loyal listener Chris sends him in. I've got five answers, I hope. Question number one. Nate, college basketball season's underway. Last year's Final Four was remembered lack of heavyweights. San Diego State, Miami, Florida Atlantic, UConn. Yes, yes. Do you think this year's basketball season will be a repeat of the Final Four? Is this what the college programs will look like with NIL and the transfer portal, different teams getting to the Final Four? I don't think so, Chris. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, is there a little more parity? Maybe. The tournament provides madness. You're going to have upsets in basketball. That's part of it. I still think you'll get some heavy hitters, the Kansas-type programs, back in that mix. Last year was really unique. FAU, Miami, San Diego State. UConn was the only, like, big college basketball brand. I think you'll have the big boys back in deep. I think it was a one-off. We'll see. Question number two. Las Vegas Raiders fired another head coach. That's 12 different coaches in 20 years. Do you think the Raiders ever make it back to the Super Bowl under owner Mark Davis? Raiders? Super Bowl? Chris, have you been drinking? (laughs) Come on. No. No. And you're talking to a Broncos fan. No Super Bowl for the Raiders with Mark Davis? How'd that Josh Mishandles episode work out for you? Anyway, he's still going to be paying him $85 million here to pay everybody. Mark, break out the checkbook. Just win, baby. They aren't going to win. They can't. They aren't going to get back to another Super Bowl. Not the Raiders. Question number three. This week marks the end of those international NFL games. Colts, Patriots in Germany. Roger Goodell could be pushing the league to expand to the European market. Some insiders think the NFL might create a European division. Nate, if you were the commissioner of the NFL, would you focus on the European market or look at places like Canada or Mexico? Well, if I was Roger Goodell, I, I guess I'd focus there in Europe. These games have been sold out. They're really popular. I hate the idea on top of this, though, of a European division. I just, I, I don't like that. That's a ton of travel. That's That's four teams over there. The NFL's America's sport. It's America's sport. I know it's all about money, so if they're going to get more money, they'll go there. 
I don't I don't want to see a European division, but I think Roger Goodell probably does, and the owners think, hmm, that's not a bad idea. Expand to Europe with more money? And it's a boatload if you do it. Question number four. TV numbers for the World Series were the lowest viewership for the Rangers and Diamondbacks ever for a fall classic. Rob Manfred said we might have to look into reseeding teams in the Major League Baseball playoffs after the wild card round. Do you think this idea is good? I actually do. I actually do, Chris. I know I'm I'm one of those guys like, I want to reseed. So if there's an upset, you should have the best teams that have won in the regular season, you know, that got those buys. They should play the worst teams left after the wild card, not just who's bracketed in front of you. I think that should happen in our state tournaments, in the double-eight tournament here in basketball in Rapid City or, or Sioux Falls. We don't even reseed after the Sweet 16. Like, if the worst-seeded team pulls off an upset, they just play whoever's in front of them. You should reseed it to have the number one teams play the worst teams left. Major League Baseball should reseed it after the wild card round. Last question, number five. Five questions from Chris. ESPN Bet launches this week. Some think this brand will become the third largest sports betting company. Nate, do you think the next generation of sports fans will see ESPN as a betting platform? I don't know, Chris. Betting's really popular, and it's just getting more and more popular. ESPN Bet, they're, you know, they paid a lot for that. The folks that wanted ESPN to brand that, ESPN Bet, I don't, it's like ESPN Zone. Remember those restaurants? I thought they were cool. They fizzled. ESPN is a sports brand, a sports TV brand. I don't think the ESPN bet's going to be a like unbelievable success. It's it's a powerful brand. I don't think it, it becomes the the bet of all betting. Five questions from Chris in the books. Stu Whitney out of sports journalist retirement. Stu Whitney live from Sioux Falls talking high school football classes and more next. Live callers, big-time interviews, and breaking sports news. This is the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Lynn's Dakota Mart in Hot Springs would like to wish the Hot Springs Bison good luck as you compete for the 11B State Championship. Lynn's Dakota Mart is your hometown neighborhood grocery store and would like to congratulate the Bison on a phenomenal season. On behalf of all the friendly faces at your hometown Lynn's Dakota Mart, we hope you win the 11B State Championship. Remember to stock up at Lynn's for the holidays. Lynn's Dakota Mart in Hot Springs, the better choice for value. Go Bison! First Gold Gaming Resort has always been Deadwood's undisputed leader in casino giveaways. With $8,600 in hot seat promo play drawings happening every Friday through Sunday. On Saturday nights, it's the Lucky Sevens giveaway. With $1,000 cash drawings at the top of every hour from 5 till 11 p.m. And on Saturday, November 25th, it's the one and only $18,000 Golden Cash Blast. Get all the contest details at firstgold.com. First Gold Gaming Resort. It's where Deadwood begins and the winning never ends. 
Chatting with Brian at Anytime Auto Sales. Seasons change and here we are again. And as always, we're here to help with all your winter automotive needs. From oil changes featuring mobile brand lubricants, to electrical issues, to under the hood repairs, and we'll do them all at an affordable price. What about brakes, tires, and batteries? Absolutely. With over 30 brand name tires, we have deals as good as anywhere. 10% off all Duralast Pro Power Ultra batteries. And flat out the best brake deal around at just $329 per axle for most vehicles. And that's new pads, rotors, labor, and a lifetime warranty. Fantastic! And if people need financing, we offer the AutoPass card, which saves a lot of people who need some help with their repairs. You can get an answer in minutes right from our homepage at anytimeanytime.com. Just click the AutoPass Apply Now button. Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail. Simply the place to trust. Your AAA and ASC certified repair specialists. See anytimeanytime.com. And of course, at the corner of Highway 79 and East Minnesota. Anytime Auto Sales! Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in. The Nate Brown Show Live weekdays 4 to 6. Rolling in the drive at 5. Brought to you by Summit Automotive Group in Rapid City and online at summitautogrp.com for the best pre-owned selection and the right financing for you and your family with the right vehicle. Summit. Summitautogrp.com. South Dakota Sports Talk Show Live on Fox Sports Rapid City. On Twitter, at Nate Brown Show. Follow the show and watch us live there, at Nate Brown Show. You can find Stu Whitney on Twitter. He's out there. Well, he doesn't write about sports that much anymore. I mean, we got to do some deep dive stuff here in sports with Stu. So I said, let's bring his sports journalism hat back on. He's with sdnewswatch.org. Does some good work there. sdnewswatch.org. Stu Whitney on the Nate Brown Show from Sioux Falls. Stu, good to have you. How are you? Nate, I'm good. Uh, even a, even for a former sports writer, it's a fun <laughs> time of year with everything going on. I'm glad you guys got a West River team to the Dome. I know that's cause for celebration in the streets uh, out on in your neck of the woods. It is. Um, and I'm going to ask you this. Hot Springs is in the state 11B title game Friday. Do they need to win for West River to get some respect? Uh, probably. I mean, what? Uh, what? I mean, you got one team there out of uh, seven classes, so I, I think I don't think it's uh, I don't think that changes the narrative that uh, there's a grave imbalance of uh, competition in high school football. Hey, we had Hot uh, Springs and Rapid City Christian in the semis. In the semis. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think uh, it's a, it's a good story. Uh, it's it's good that they're there, but you know, I've always been on the mentality. Don't be happy just to get there. Uh, you're going to make that trip, uh, carry home some hardware. But certainly a memorable season and a historic season in a lot of ways for them. I think this is going to be a good game, by the way. Friday uh, morning at the Dome, Hot Springs, Elk Point, Jefferson. Stu Whitney on tonight. This is why I wanted you to talk high school football, so we open it up. Um, Nine-man football was talked about at the board meeting last week. And there's a push to keep nine-man football three classes in the Constitution, it said, if you go through cycles, two cycles of classification, under 64 teams total, you got to go to two classes. That's in the Constitution. Nine-man coaches and ADs are really pushing the last week here. We should keep it three. 
What's the right answer? Well, I said uh, long ago, I think five years ago, I came up with a plan for a five-class system. Uh, it's patently absurd to have seven classes in a state with less than a million residents. It, it will always be absurd, no matter what nine-man coach you listen to. <laughs> and the fact that they're going to be willing to go against uh, the Constitution's uh, bylaws, which I was talking about, you know, writing about several years ago, again, with, with Krogman before he left, and, uh, you know, we need to stop asking nine-man football coaches whether there should be two or three classes of nine-man football in South Dakota. They have a vested interest, in, and they want to make the playoffs. They want as many, you know, as many uh, orange slices and participation trophies as they can get. We need to start asking people that are, don't have a vested interest in these things, including the board of directors, because these, those, you know, Tom Culver's on the board of directors. He's from Avon. He's a huge proponent of keeping three classes in nine-man. Uh, I would be in favor of, of, of forming up an independent task force. Something needs to be done because uh, this used to high school football state football playoffs used to be an extremely exciting time of year. They still are in a lot of ways, but we're not we're not maximizing that postseason format. And I'm glad you guys are still talking about it out there on your radio show and on Twitter. We are, yeah, because we need to hold their feet to the fire. I did it. I did it for. I carried the mantle and the, and the torch for for many years. And uh, maybe I should get start throwing some uh, start doing some flame throwing on Twitter again on this <laughs> because it's, it's it's very very frustrating because it's uh, the quality of play and the quality of the postseason has gone down. Okay, but here, okay, here's the nine-man argument. You know it, Stu, but in case, in case people don't know, they say, we have three men, uh, we have three classes, it's fine, why do we get punished, and 11 men gets to have four classes themselves? Well, I don't think they should have four classes. I think it should be five classes total. I think it should be three 11-man and two nine-man. I think it should be, uh, you know, depending on your perspective, either 14 or 16 teams in, in 11 AAA, and then divide up the rest 50-50 between 11A and 11B. Uh, it doesn't need to be a AAA. You know, so it would be a, we'd go back to a AA, A, and B in 11-man, and then you would divide up the, the nine-man classes. This whole thing about, oh, we need to have this equal an amount of classes between uh, nine-man or 11 and 11-man, it's ridiculous. You don't. We shouldn't be looking at how many schools they have. We should look, be looking at the percentage of students that are involved and the populations. Uh, what is? I think the Lebanon schools probably make up, you know, what eighty five percent of the student athletes in the state. And so, you know, it, it's, sometimes again, it takes an outside perspective to sort of bring some sanity to the process. And these people have been knocking their heads against the wall on this thing for so long. There's no way they can see outside their little echo chamber. I, I really think uh, some sort of outside consultants or task force among people that are not currently representing a school or a team. Mm. Um, I, I, I think, you know, a lot of it's math, you know, dividing this thing up. I, I was in favor of uh, regional scheduling. You know, you could go in, you could have 16 teams in, in 11 AA for football, divide into four quadrants, four sections. You'd play. Obviously, of the three teams in your in your section, you'd play the four teams in the section next to you. That's seven games, and then there'd be a couple couple wild card games and sprinkling. Okay. So people are going to kind of like regions, kind of. Exactly. You know, so that's what a lot of states do. Um, it's a little 
comp- more complicated with the geography of South Dakota. But um, these are mathematical concepts uh, that can be brought to the table rather than emotional concepts. And these, no one cares about conferences. I've been saying this for 10 years. Conferences, you know, outside of having like an all-conference team, which is fun at the end of the year, conferences really mean nothing. So it should be uh, the best way to create the best competitive context, the best uh, competitive framework for the student-athletes, and, as I've said with the basketball championships, uh, the most revenue uh, for this activity association so they can fund one-act play, oral interpretation, all the stuff that they have to fund maximize your res- revenue during the postseason postseason of football and basketball. Stu Whitney on tonight, sdnewswatch.org. That's his company. Find him on uh, Twitter at Stu Whitney. Does great work uh, for SD Newswatch, longtime sports writer. So last one on this. My other change I think is legitimate. I don't know where you stand on this, but I've looked at, for example, Douglas. They just lost their head coach. Um, so they're going to have another change. Douglas was 1-17 the last two years. I don't see where Douglas with 27 players on that roster playing T, Pier, Aberdeen Central, Watertown. I don't see where the lack of success over the last decade, how can they not be given an option to play down, and how can a success factor not be used in high school football for teams to go up or down a class based on lack of success. Is that something that's fair? I think it's fair. I don't think it can be arbitrary. I mean, for a while, it was the current system, I think, is arbitrary where a school just says, yeah, we want to go down. We don't think we can compete. And that, you know, without really uh, presenting much data about that, you know, Pierce certainly could have competed with uh, some of these AAA teams. Uh, over the past few years, and I think it would have added to the excitement uh, rather than football teams just knocking the heads with each other. Uh, um, I, so I think I think you're on to something. Uh, there's also the thing with you know uh, some schools um, multiply by 1.5 the enrollment of private schools because private schools have uh, certain advantages in terms of the way they can uh, bring in student athletes and and some things they don't have to deal with with their student body. So a lot of states have like a 1.5 multiplier things uh, to sort of bring them up. It doesn't really matter with O'Gorman because they're petitioning up anyway. But I, uh, I, yeah, I think you're onto something there. I, I, I think some other things we need to remember is you know Sioux Falls added another school with Jefferson, so those enrollments are a little more manageable than they were. You know we're not up over 2,000 anymore. So you look at the male only ADMs. They're actually if you went to the top 16 schools, the top school would be about 768. Male only ADM and the and the sixteen would be three thirty two, which is you know if you're three thirty two you're probably not thrilled about that but it's not it's not this uh, unmanageable uh, or unthinkable gulf between between those two I think I still think they can be competitive and then you've got you know some other things that have changed with the with the All Nations Conference some of those tribal schools that are uh, being pulled over there uh, that makes some of this more manageable in terms of not maybe having as many nine-man teams and changing the structure. You can tighten up these classes a little bit. You may be a proponent of a success factor. Would you be a proponent of that, down and up? Wait, say it again. I'm sorry. Would you be a proponent of a success factor with enrollment? It's not Right now we just use enrollment. So moving teams up or down based on data from wins, losses over a cycle or two. I think I'd be all right. Uh, 
yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't think everyone should be affected in that manner, but, you know, sort of like the relegation, I think it was what you're basically yep. getting at, yep. the, the, the Premier League, and uh, so down at the bottom of AAA, if you're if you've gone zero and eight the last two years, zero and nine, then you go down to eleven double A. I don't, I have no problem with that. I, we need to try something. All right, um, good stuff. Stu Whitney on tonight, out of uh, sports retirement. No, he's not retired. He's working sdnewswatch.org. Um, longtime sports writer and now journalist covering uh, South Dakota news issues. Stu, good to have you. Thanks for hopping on. Appreciate it, Nate. Thanks a lot, uh, Stu Whitney on tonight. SDNewsWatch.org, his uh, organization, covers South Dakota news. Longtime sports writer in Sioux Falls. I wanted to get his read. Wanted to get his read. Interesting. All right, Scott Burt's on the way. Rapid City Rush coming home. What does Coach Burt have to say? Now the second homestand on the way. Scott Burt up next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Hi, it's Nate Brown for Black Hills Community Bank. If you run your own company or you're looking to start a small business here in the Black Hills, you want to make sure you choose the right banking partner. And I know the right choice for business is Black Hills Community Bank. They have plenty of banking options to suit your specific needs. And Black Hills Community Bank is here to help business owners thrive and to make sure you have the support and tools to help your business grow. Just contact one of their business loan experts today or visit bhcbank.com. Member FDIC. Cadillac Jacks is proud to present The Book, the newly renovated sports book at Cadillac Jacks Gaming Resort. Powered by BetMGM, The Book offers every wager allowed under South Dakota law. Bring your friends and grab a luxury seat or party table and surround yourself with brand new giant TVs playing all the NFL and college football games you want to see. Order your favorite brews and cocktails and enjoy delicious food from the new Guadalajara's Mexican restaurant. Experience The Book at Cadillac Jacks Gaming Resort. How will your bets pay out? Great news. I just got the State Farm Personal Price Plan on our home and auto insurance. You told our agent about my thing for romance novels? No, you don't have to get that personal. Our agent just helped me choose affordable options to create a personalized price just for us. Oh, sweet. Then you won't believe the love triangle Jen is in now. Contact me, State Farm Agent Scott Carlson, to create your personal price plan today. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. Do you find yourself in a difficult legal situation? Whether it's a DUI, criminal charges, or an injury case, you need the right lawyer on your side. That's where Wrench Law comes in. With over 30 years of experience, Tim Wrench is a trial lawyer who knows the ins and outs of the legal system. Tim specializes in helping people in a jury trial get the best possible outcome for the case. Don't let legal troubles get in the way of your life. Contact Wrench Law today and get the help you need to move forward. Wrench Law, who you need when you're caught in a bind. Call 605 341 Hi, this is David Brenman with Coldwell Banker in Rapid City. Have you thought about buying your first home or maybe upgrading to a home that you will really love? Real estate is an important investment that you want to get right. I have been in the business of finding the right home for 15 years. To get started, contact me, David Brenman, David Brenman at 415-0044. Hey, it's Chris Broussard. Remember to catch the iCouple weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, let's get back to Rapid City sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show. Well, I won't 
Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show live on Fox Sports Rapid City. Your home for the Rush Review with head coach of the Rapid City Rush, Scott Burt. The Rush coming back home this week. Second home stand of the season as they get ready to roll Thursday. Scott Burt's on tonight. Coach, good to get you back on. How are you? I'm doing fine. Hey, thanks for having me, Nate. I appreciate your time. So, last time you were on, you were getting ready for that second half of these games against Kansas City and then and then Tulsa. Kansas City got you one more time in a shutout, and then you guys go for eight goals. You beat Kansas City in the last one there Saturday. You beat Tulsa Sunday. What does it feel like now coming back home? Well, since the start of the season, I've liked our game, and I know we talked about uh, we talked about this last time or last week. You know, maybe our result hasn't been that the process was continued to to build, and and I've liked even even in the losses, we've had opportunities to uh, um, you know to to score, um, carry the lead, um, and I, I truly believe it's uh, it's all about learning for us. Um, which is good. I'd rather do this now than later. Um, but you know what? I've liked the outcome of the last two games, and obviously we got shut out there with, with, with the opportunity that we had. You know, we had. I mean, man, we could have scored a couple goals. We just didn't didn't go in. And then obviously the next night, it goes in for us eight times, right? So, <laughs> um, those are those ups and downs. Uh, but for me, I, I have been in, very impressed with our group so far. How do you go, Coach? You you give me a read on this. I know it's hockey, so sometimes things happen, sometimes things don't. You go and score eight goals. What worked for you in that last one with Kansas City? Well, a, a little bit of puck luck. Um, but with that being said, you know, we had some guys that needed to step up that, that maybe hadn't scored a goal uh, yet. And um, one was uh, Logan Nelson. You know, he got the monkey off his back. Another one was uh, Brett Gravall. Another one was Jerry Leon. So, um, you know, it was just a matter of time um, that these guys, you know, tickled the twine in the back of the net. Um, but they, I mean, it wasn't a lack of trying or a lack of opportunities. Um, this finally went in, and it kind of boosted our our group and our mentality and, and uh Gave everyone that uh, that little extra oomph, and um, you know it worked, and it, it really did carry into uh, uh, into Sunday in an afternoon game against Tulsa. This is Scott Burt, Rush Review with the head coach of the Rapid City Rush on the Nate Brown Show. They're back home, three game homestand Thursday, Friday, Saturday against Tulsa coming up. So that road trip, what'd you learn about your guys here? You know, it wasn't wasn't super long, but you're out there, Kansas City, got to pop over to Tulsa. What'd you learn about the guys? Well, I learned they like each other, that's for sure. And they battle hard for each other. We never give up. Um, we've got so, solid goaltending. Um, and with that being said, our guys have confidence in any goalie that we put in. Right now we're getting uh, Radomski and Murphy just, just studs in the back end there, and they're giving every, us every opportunity to stay in games and making that big save for us. Um, and that, that goes a long way with our group, right? Um you know, Radomski, I think he had 45 or 48 saves on Sunday, but a lot of the shots were from the outside, and I reviewed the game again. Um, they were routine, and I was talking to Donnie Batachev today, asking about our goalies, and I said he actually kind of looked like he was a back catcher because he was catching everything, and nothing was in front of him, meaning our guys were boxing out, and the shots that 
Tulsa was getting were from the outside or from a long distance away, and that's their MO. Every, we all know they, they fire from everywhere. Uh, but with that said, um, if we can make it easier on our goalies, um, you know, it helps them out, and then it helps us out as well. Scott Bird on tonight. Uh, I look at the scoring, six goals. He leads you so far. What about the play of Blake Bennett here? Well, we brought Blake in last year, and, it's, and he, he's not the biggest stature, but he can score. And when I brought him in from AIC last year, you look at his past two years, he had 20 goals and 21 goals in college. So, and I know I know a guy that worked with him throughout the summers. Um, so that tells me he can score goals. And if he can score goals, they're very hard. Guys are very hard to come by that have that natural ability to score. And it was funny. We were in a meeting the other day with our group. And I said, Benny, how do you score? He goes. He looked at me. He says, Coach, I just score goals. <laughs> I said, Well, how do you score goals? He goes. I shot the puck. I said, there you go. There's a lesson to everyone. Shoot the puck. Because sometimes, it, we've talked about it, sometimes you want to make that pretty play and pass the puck in the net. Well, Benny's had the opportunity to shoot the puck. It's gone in for him. He's had that uh, success so far. So um, if we can continue him on that hot streak, um, I'll love that. And if we can get, continue to get a couple other guys um, shooting the puck a little bit more, uh, I'll love that as well. Blake Bennett uh, for the rush, a uh, couple of big third-period goals, and the rush beat Tulsa on Sunday on the road 4-3. to three. Now they come back home Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Rush at home, head coach for the rush, Scott Bird. What's Tulsa look like here as, as you uh, get set for him again? Typical Rob Murray team. Um, they take off. They have the, the ability to have a lot of speed. Um, and they go. Um, they're a hard-working team, and shot volume is from all over the place. They shoot the puck. Um, you know, so uh, I've actually been pretty fortunate that I've had uh, the opportunity to work with him for two years, so I kind of know him a little bit, uh, and the way he uh, he coaches and the way he uh, prepares his team, right? So it uh, gives me maybe a little bit of an advantage uh, that way, um, just knowing him. But, uh, you know, obviously two years of, of playing him and his team, and, and you get to kind of know his systems and whatnot. So uh, for me, it's, uh, you know, worry about us. Continue to build our group and our structure and our system. Continue to build the, the belief in our group and then, um, you know, go out and play. So, um, you know, these are very important games. They're home games, right? So you want to win your home games, um, and you want to, you know, maybe be above 500 on the road, right? So um, we haven't fared too well at home. We know we've only played a couple games. Uh, but this is a big homestand for us to uh, to play some uh, good hockey here, continue to play some good hockey, um, and then uh, obviously the following move, we're back on the road. So um, we need to uh, pick up some points here at home. The Rush, uh, just three points behind Idaho for second place in the Mountain Division, and they're at home. Tulsa, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, coming to the Ice Arena. Scott Bird on tonight, head coach, Rapid City Rush Hockey. Coach, always good to have you. Good luck this week. Awesome. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. The Rush Review on tonight on Fox Sports Rapid City, getting you set for the weekend homestand. Tulsa comes in. You want a four tickets, a family four-pack to Saturday? I've got them. Text RUSH to 720-1067. We'll pick out a winner tonight on the Nate Brown Show and the Rush Review with head coach Scott Burt. Text RUSH to 720-1067. On the Barron's Wilson text line, these four tickets from Fox Sports Rapid City for Saturday night. Saturday night, rush at home against 
Tulsa, a family four-pack. Text RUSH to 720-1067. We'll pull out a winner if you want to go Saturday night to Rush and Tulsa hockey. Back with Inside Sports Medicine, one of the rookie quarterbacks in the NFL. Big injury, calls it quits. What's the real story? Next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Follow us and watch the show live on Twitter at Nate Brown Show. As the chief buffet officer here at Pizza Ranch, I get all kinds of buffet questions. Here's one from Cole. Is there a real cactus in your cactus bread? Great question, Cole. No, (laughs) there is no cactus in our cactus bread. Just sweet cinnamony streusel. It's on our buffet every day, along with pizza, chicken, ice cream, and all your other favorites. Even better, at least for your parents, kids eat free on Tuesday nights. And don't worry, Cole, there's no coal in our coleslaw either. Pizza Ranch with two Rapid City locations and PizzaRanch.com. Exit Realty Black Hills is excited to sponsor live coverage of the Hot Springs Bison in the 11B State Championship. From the entire team at Exit Realty Black Hills, good luck to the Bison. For all your real estate needs in Hot Springs, contact Stephanie Keller at 605-890-1925. Exit Realty Black Hills is a proud supporter of high school sports. To get started with your local Hot Springs agent, Stephanie Keller, visit ExitRealtyBlackHills.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Mainly cloudy skies tonight with a low of 37. Winds out of the west 5 to 10 miles per hour. Daytime highs approaching 48 tomorrow. Clear skies tomorrow night. Lows level off around 31. Upper 40s Thursday and Friday. Once again, low of 37 tonight. High of 48 tomorrow. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 51. Building projects can be complex. The risks are great and time is money. Consolidated Construction of Rapid City simplifies the process by being your advocate, guiding you through funding, design, and construction. They manage the players and the schedule and marry the design to your budget so you get the most for your investment. They promise an energizing experience before, during, and after construction. It's not enough that you get a quality building. They pledge you'll experience quality every step of the way. Consolidated Construction. One call to build. Get ready for winter driving and save on top tire brands at Pumps Tire Service. Through December 22nd, save up to $110 instantly with purchase of four select Firestone tires. Save up to $120 instantly with purchase of four select Bridgestone tires. Or get up to $240 in rebates on a set of four select Goodyear tires. Hurry to Pumps and save up to $240. Offers end December 22nd, subject to credit approval. See store for details or visit PumpsTire.com. Pumps, we know tires and service. You should know Pumps. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show, live weekdays 4 to 6 on Fox Sports Rapid City. Let's go inside sports medicine brought to you by Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, our longtime partner. That's the expert team taking care of the weekend warrior like me to the expert pro athlete. Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center online at bhosc.com, specializing in what moves you. Dr. Zach Finley on inside sports medicine, orthopedic surgeon on the team at Black Hills Ortho. Zach, good to have you. How are you? 
Thanks, Nate. Uh, doing well. Good, Good to man. be on. I appreciate you coming on. So when I look at an injury, I, I wanted to go to this topic. I was I was corresponding with you. I said, what about this Anthony Richardson injury? Quarterback for the Colts, rookie, has a shoulder injury. Then he kind of he goes out of commission. Then they decide to do surgery, and, and then we know his season's over. I get it. When you talk about shoulder injury, throwing arm, what what should we know? Yeah, and yeah, I was bummed to see that. He's, it looks like he's going to be out for the rest of the year. But the type of injury he had is what we call an AC separation. So what that means is the joint um, at the end of his collarbone, we call that the AC joint or the acromioclavicular joint, but that's separated. So the ligaments that are holding that in place uh, basically were torn. And that's something we commonly see uh, in practice. It's a very common injury. Uh, for him, he had what we call a type 3 injury, meaning that it was a little bit more severe. Um, and there's always a little bit of controversy about how, how that's handled. And someone like him, you know, he's a, a pro-level athlete, and I think that was his throwing arm or his dominant arm. Yeah, throwing arm, yeah. You know, he's, he's really going to rely on the use of that shoulder uh, to do what he does, and, you know, especially given – Given his age and the you know the career he has ahead of him, I guess they made the call to to fix that surgically. So, and I think that's probably what most people would do in that scenario. Um, so, a tough, tough, uh, tough one for the Colts fans. I know I have a colleague who's a big Colts fan, so I've kind of been following that story, and it looked like you know maybe he's going to get by without something like that. But I think they pulled the trigger and shut him down for the rest of the year. Dr. Zach Finley on tonight, orthopedic surgeon at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center. Anthony Richardson, Colts QB, gets the shoulder surgery. Um, they said it was a success. What are they trying to fix there? What can you do? So basically, you're either trying to repair or reconstruct the ligament uh, that's holding that, that shoulder in place. So, and I don't, you know, I don't know all the details on that surgery. It, there's a couple different options they could have done. They could have used... Uh, another type of a, a tendon, either borrowed it from his forearm or borrowed it from a cadaver and used that to reconstruct the ligament, meaning make it make a new ligament for him. Or they can sometimes repair the ligament and add some stability to it and allow allow that to heal on its own. So there are a few different options, but you know the the gist of it is trying to restore the the anatomy of that shoulder and um, give that the you know, get it back to, to the optimal biomechanical um, anatomy for him, you know, especially given his profession. I want to ask you, when you talk throwing shoulder, an injury like he had there, you said tier three, what type of pain are we talking about here um, going out there? Some people say, oh, oh he, maybe he can work through it. Maybe he can grind through it. Yeah. For him, probably not. You know, I think if it was his non-throwing shoulder, I, my guess is they probably would have tried to at least get him through the, the year and let him keep playing. But with the with the throwing motion, you know, with cocking back that arm and following through, you're really relying on the entire shoulder girdle. So your scapula, your collarbone, you know, the top of your humerus, and all that stuff is connected with ligaments, um, and it goes through a lot of stress um, with that throwing motion. So I'm guessing any time he would attempt to throw with an injury like that would be very painful and likely, you know, severely affect his play. Part of the expert team at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, orthopedic surgeon Dr. Zach Finley. 
um, on this. Good stuff, good insight. Zach, good to have you. I appreciate you coming on. You bet. Anytime, Nate. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Dr. Zach Finley taking care of uh, patients here in the Black Hills at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, our longtime partner, giving us insight on all the big injuries in sports, inside sports medicine, brought to you by Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, online at bhosc.com. Good stuff, Dr. Zach Finley. I've gone from calling basketball games where Zach Finley played in to having Zach Finley as an orthopedic surgeon on the Nate Brown Show. That's full circle, full circle. Good stuff. Uh, Part of the orthopedic team, orthopedic surgeon here at Black Hills Ortho. The Nate Brown Show in the books on a Tuesday. That's it. Hey, good show tonight. If you miss somebody, great guests across the board, local, regional, national. We got you covered. The Nate Brown Show podcast, where you'll find us. We'll put it up right now, and we're back tomorrow at 4. Better than ever, the Nate Brown Show in the books. The Odd Couple's on the way.